0: Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First off, it's free. 100% free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone your computer. It couldn't be easier. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey what's up everybody Chris Trapasso here this is the prospect podcast today is Wednesday August 19th it's been a few months but I'm back to talk college football talk the draft and young NFL players first second third maybe even some fourth year professionals um, who are set to play what will be an unprecedented season in the NFL but set to start on time and be a full 16 game schedule the same cannot be said for college football without the Pac-12 and the Big Ten this year. I think eventually we're going to see the other conferences have to follow suit and either modify their schedules or maybe not have a schedule at all, which would be extremely sad. But probably the smarter course of action, given the coronavirus pandemic is still, uh, I guess, in some parts of the country running rampant. Um, But I want to just jump right back in. News yesterday uh, on the draft front. Michigan right tackle Jalen Mayfield who is set to be a true junior this season in Ann Arbor decided to forego his final two years of eligibility and enter himself in the 2021 draft class. I watched him recently and he reminded me a lot of former USC tackle now Miami Dolphins tackle Austin Jackson who went actually in the first round just a few months ago. He's athletic Uh, You like his size. He looks like an NFL tackle today. Um, Moving laterally, he's very comfortable doing that, getting to the second level as a run blocker. Uh, But I think he needs to come a long way in terms of his anchoring strength, his just point of attack power. And uh, I think at times watching him on film, even in the Big Ten, uh, he got pushed to the limit by speed rushers in his kick slide his kick slide needs to cover a little bit more ground as he retreats to kind of form the outside of that pocket for his quarterback but he's 6'5 he's around 320 pounds Did a pretty good job against Chase Young last season from Ohio State. Um, Wasn't spectacular, but really held his own. And for a true sophomore to be able to do that against um, the number two overall player in the draft was really impressive. Uh, So Jalen Mayfield will probably end up on the first round radar. Um, He wasn't a standout on film to me but there's a lot of tools he's long he's athletic uh has good girth already um that I think scouts and general managers will really like him at the probably the back half of the first round and that's a very early guess he could end up going in round four or be a top 10 pick um but that's just kind of my preliminary grade on him uh was probably he'll end up somewhere in the back part of the first round. I don't even know if I had that high of a grade on him. I, I need to obviously watch more film to see where he would fit in. Um, but I wasn't super impressed, but I did like the tools that he has to work with. So Jalen Mayfield, uh, not necessarily opting out because there's not a Big Ten season this year, but has decided to enter the 2021 NFL draft. Now I'm just going to run over a few things that I already have up on CBSSports.com and what I'm going to be writing about over the next few days. Um, A few days ago, I wrote a Pac-12 prospect preview. We're not going to get a Pac-12 season either uh, this fall, but I figured it would make sense to just get a preview out there to be able to reference back throughout the next couple months and then once we get into the pre-draft process uh, who the best prospects are from all the teams in the Pac-12. So look for that on Sports.com. It's packed well prospects to know after conference cancels fall college football season you can find that on my writer archive just google cbs sports chris trepasso or check on twitter um, it's one of the last few links that i've tweeted out as of wednesday morning or i think i actually tweeted it tuesday night august 18th um I'll just run through a few of these guys quickly oregon's the most loaded uh Penny sewell is probably not going to be the first overall pick because if trevor lawrence does not stay at Clemson he will probably be the first overall pick same thing with Justin Fields um, from Ohio State he'll be in contention for the top pick will probably be the second overall selection those would be the two odds on favorites to go in those first two picks but any other draft class Penny Sewell would get number one overall pick consideration Uh, 6'6 331 he moves like he's about 6'2 290 very powerful slides laterally very well good depth in his kick slide never gets really out of control or overwhelmed at the point of attack Um, and he's still only 19 years old he played last season as an 18 and then 19 year old in October he turned uh, that age so he's very young but has been very very impressive in his first two seasons at Oregon Uh, moving to the defensive side for Oregon Javon Holland is the headliner to me uh, at safety. He's just been so productive. Uh, Five interceptions as a rookie, or as a uh, freshman, I should say. Um, Four picks last year. He played mostly free safety as a rookie. I said it again, I have the young NFL players on my mind as a freshman played more as a slot defender in 2019. And you just, he shows up every game around the football, great range. Uh, he is very athletic, but he's also very quick at diagnosing what's happening in front of him in terms of if it's a run play, where it's going, uh, reading routes and breaking on the football quickly. So Javon Holland will probably be one of the first safeties off the board Um First round pick, all the way. And Thomas Graham, to me, the cornerback is flying under the radar. That even before we knew anything about the possibility of the college football season or the Pac 12 getting canceled, uh, there wasn't a lot of hype about him as being a top prospect. I've thought I've been high on him for a while. Um, He's a little smaller. Um, He was the number 11 cornerback recruit um, in the class of 2017. So he comes in with a high pedigree. He's been uh, that alpha cornerback for a long time since his high school days um, just 32 pass breakups eight interceptions um, in the his first three years at Oregon uh, very twitchy click and close ability is outstanding finds the football plays bigger than his size because he has good leaping ability and he never seems to be uh, you know get bullied by bigger wide receivers he's unafraid of to go up and, and contest the catch at the catch point. So Thomas Graham, I'm a big fan of him. Uh, so Oregon, yes, they have Diamandor, Lenoir, uh, the other cornerback. I'm not as high on him. I, he was a big recruit, too. I, I just don't think he's played as well. C.J. Verdell, certainly the running back. Um, he A lot of his production was schemed at Oregon. A lot of swing passes, jet sweeps. And a lot of his big runs were just perfectly blocked plays where he didn't really have to make anyone miss. But I think he's pretty fast. I think he's going to run somewhere in the high four fours um so I think just his athletic profile and how productive he's been will be you know eye-opening to scouts and will make him a mid-round pick probably at the running back spot um then next USC and, and I'll kind of run through these quickly I, I don't want to give all the information in the article you can read um more in depth on cbssports.com this preview of the Pac-12 prospects Amon Ross St. Brown uh his older brother Equinemius uh was a Sixth round pick in 2018, and he was at size speed specimen, 6'5", 220, very fast at the combine. Um, hasn't really made many waves in Green Bay yet with the Packers. I don't know if he ever will. He's entering year three now. Um, Amonrod, to me, is better suited for today's NFL, that he's smaller, good wiggle, Create separation pretty regularly and after the catch he really turns into a running back that for someone that's a little smaller uh he's unafraid to take a hit he can absorb it continue forward uh pretty agile as well jump cuts good vision so i think he, he kind of fits what the nfl is today it's a separation based league at the wide receiver spot uh, he can get open pretty good hands Uh, when he really needs to concentrate to make the catch or a few concentration drops where he wasn't concentrating on an easy catch or an easy target, Um, I'm not going to call him someone that's going to win in contested catch situations very often, but he will. teams will like him that want to have the receivers who can get open and make plays after the catch. Um, And then one other player for USC, Elijah Vera Tucker, that I want to headline. There's a few other players in the article. Um, He was a top 15 offensive tackle recruit uh, in the class of 2017, and he really looks like a tackle. He played guard um, in his first two seasons with the Trojans, and even next to Austin Jackson, who was a first-round pick that I mentioned earlier uh, by the Miami Miami Dolphins at left tackle, Elijah Vera Tucker looks like him on film. He looks like a tackle. He's got long arms, uh, very filled-out body, and you just don't see him looking overwhelmed really at all on film that dealing with power dealing with a a penetrating three technique he can slide and get into that gap drop his anchor very good pass protector i thought he's pretty good getting to the second level finding linebackers he's not lost in space he knows his assignment and and will get to it so i think he has a chance to be one of the better offense interior offense alignment in the 2021 draft draft class if he decides to declare um Moving to Washington, uh, Levi Anwazerke, I don't know if I'm saying that right, I, I, it usually takes me at least watching the football games to get these last names down, uh, but we're not going to get there this year, uh, 6'3", 290, and I wrote in the article, he reminds me of a sleeker, even more athletic version of Javon Kinlaw, who just went inside the top 15, went to the 49ers just a few months ago, uh, burst heavy heavy hands he uses them very well Um, long arms good good pass rushing moves not incredible arsenal Um, but just with his burst how powerful he is um, and just how sturdy he is as a run defender he's not someone that just is out there to get after the quarterback he will play first and second down shed blocks and golf ball carriers with those long arms and, and the power that he has in his upper half he's probably going to be a first round pick um he had, doesn't have crazy stats um he only has seven sacks and 16 tackles for loss in his first three seasons at washington but on with Zirke, uh profiles to me like a first round pick uh who else here let's go to Stanford there's a few other Washington players that are pretty good mostly on the defensive side of the ball um, that's been the case over the past few years um, with that really good program up there in Seattle Stanford uh, Walker Little uh, another big recruit he was a five star number three offensive tackle in the country in 2017 only played one game last season they played against Northwestern to start the year he got hurt in that game um, did not play the rest of the year. But he's 6'7", 320. I mean, he he was at 18 years old, looked like he was ready to go and could have made the jump to the NFL. Um, Pretty strong, you know, at Stanford. He's been drilled in those run game elements to playing the offensive tackle position. And I thought he's a very good athlete. A lot of these Stanford players are great uh, coming downhill as blockers, but when they have to retreat in their kick slide, they're not super fluid, they're not explosive. I think Walker Little is. He's just someone that probably was hurt a lot by not um, having this college football season because returning from injury, I think a lot of scouts wanted to see if, okay, is this number former number three overall tackle recruit, is he back to what we saw in 2018 as a freshman? And he was very good at Stanford. Um, so there's going to be a lot of mystery about him because we're, we're not going to just, there's not that much film on him, but Walker Little probably has a first round profile as well. Uh, I want to talk about, Two or three players from Arizona State. Herm Edwards has done a great job bringing in NFL talent there uh, over the past few years. Jack Jones was a five-star recruit, went to USC, left the school, went the junior college route, and then last year uh, was very productive at Arizona State after landing there. Uh, 13 pass breakups, three picks. He's super twitchy. And I, and that's just one of the things that instantly pops on film when you're watching a corner um, that twitchiness, the ability to quickly change directions, plant that back foot and explode uh, to break up a dig route or come back. Uh, I just really like his ability to play the football. Has good leaping ability. I think he's going to be one of the better athletes um, at the defensive back spot in the twenty twenty one class if he declares. Um, and then safety, Ashari Shari Crosswell. Um, he's six foot, two hundred and five pounds. Looks like an NFL safety right now. Uh, he had two picks and ten past breakups in 2019 i believe he had four or five interceptions as a freshman um plays mostly as a strong safety because he is that intimidating size has a towering presence on the field but very fluid athlete a lot of these strong safety types uh coming into the league they're put in the box or the put at that strong safety spot because they're really more of a linebacker. They're not very athletic for the safety spot. I think is a great athlete. Um, he was a number 10 safety recruit in the 2018 class. Um, that's to the point where we're getting players that might be entering the NFL who were coming out of high school in 2018. Uh, so he's been a, a highly sought-after player for a long time, um, despite being pretty young. Ashari Crosswell, remember that name. Uh, And one other player, Frank Darby, the wide receiver. I thought at times last year he actually played better than Brandon Ayuk, who went in the first round to the San Francisco 49ers a few months ago. Um, Not a high-volume player. Reminds me a lot of John, John Hightower. Uh, who went on day three of the draft to the Philadelphia Eagles? Um, was a deep play specialist at Boise State last year. Kind of has that six foot one, one hundred ninety, hundred ninety five pound frame. Really explosive down the field, and I liked his releases at the line. A lot of these um deep ball specialists just want to get vertical, and they have problems. Uh, dealing with physicality at the line. I think Frank Darby has enough wiggle uh, fluidity in his hips and his ankles to beat press at the line, and then he can be a problem down the field. He tracks it very well, too. Um, we'll, we'll make some circus catches um, on those long balls. Uh, and then two other players I want to talk about are from this, actually, yeah, let's do three, start with Utah. They lost seven players, um, to the NFL or seven players were drafted, um, from last year's team in 2020, uh, in the 2020 draft. So there's, was bound to not be as much NFL talent for the next year's draft class, um, Brant Cuthy, the tight end, uh, six foot two, two thirty five. So he's on the smaller side. He's more of an H back. He was a high school running back, and boy, does it show on film. I mean, some of the jump cuts at tight end uh, were remarkable. And, and and I think the position, yes, if you're six six and two seventy and you're athletic, if you're Travis Kelsey, if you're Rob Gronkowski, obviously that's great. Um, but I think the position is really transitioning to. Yards after the catch that, that just catch a drag route, a swing pass, um, make a defender miss, pick up seven, eight yards um, when a lot of the tight ends that are bigger can't make that first defender miss and they are tackled for a three or four yard gain. Brant Cuthy, remember that name? I think I'm saying that right. It's K-U-I-T-H-E. Um, electric with the ball in his hands. And, and I think call him an offensive weapon Whatever you want. Um, you don't have to use him as a blocker at 6'2", 235. Just use him as an H-back. Um, Let him pretend like he's blocking as a lead blocker, go out into the flat, catch the football, make defenders miss. He did that a great deal last season. 17.7 yards per catch on 34 receptions last year for Utah. They wanted to run the football a lot, so even 34 receptions for a tight end was very good in that offense last year. And then two players at UCLA, Osa Adigazoa, um, who his brother... Uh was a third round pick by the Giants uh just a few years ago. Um very athletic, kind of wrecking ball on the inside at 6'2 and 280 pounds, just plays with a lot of power um because he's so low to the ground, he really sinks his hips even at 6'2. Um, and he knows to use his long arms. He pushes one arm, straight arm very nicely into interior offensive alignment played nose, played three technique, um. I don't think he has as many pass-rushing moves as Levi Wazirke uh, from Washington, but he has a very good first step. Uh, and I think 6'2", 280, I mean, that, that would, by traditional sense, be undersized. But I think Adigazua, uh, it, it's not really undersized. I, I'm fine with my penetrating defensive tackle uh, right around that size. I would actually not want him much bigger than that. Um, and then Dimitrik Felton. Uh, watching film last year of Joshua Kelly, the running back that went to the Chargers in the middle of the draft just a few months ago. Um, I kept seeing this number 10, like, who is this guy? Who's this other running back that they're giving jet sweeps to? They're throwing screens to. He's lining up at slot receiver. Um, that was Demetric Felton he's probably more of a receiver than he is a running back now. Um, but talk about elusive man in the open field. Um, even if there's not a lot of space, he he will deploy a variety of violent cuts will make defenders miss pretty good contact balance, a good amount of juice down the field. He represents, you know, if you're not going to use or don't want to use a second round pick on a running back, pick him fourth or fifth round, um, use him at slot, use him as an H back, use him, give him some handoffs, uh, Get him the football and he will make plays with his athleticism. Demetric Felton from UCLA. So that's just a little kind of run through of the Pac-12 article that's up now. Last week, and I'm I'll be very brief on this. I finished my Who's Next series? Um just looking at young players and I'm expecting to break out and comparing them, not just saying, hey, this guy's going to break out, but what will the breakout look like? Or who does this young player resemble that we already have seen a breakout from or already is a star at the NFL level? And just running through them, the first player I profiled, Michael Gallup of the Cowboys. Yes, he had a 1,000 yards last season in his second year out of Colorado State. Um, but I think he's ready to take the next step uh, it, into being you know, one of the best young wide receivers in the nfl and i think we're going to see a chris godwin type breakout from him if you look at the statistics shout out to matt harman from yahoo sports his reception perception helped me a lot um in that how frequently michael gallup was successful against man coverage and how good he was in contested catch situations in 2019 his second season was very similar to what Chris Godwin did in his second season in 2018 with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers before he really exploded and was an all-pro last season. I think that's coming for him, even with Amari Cooper and Ceedee Lamb and certainly Zeke Elliott in Dallas in that offense. Chris Godwin uh, was the player that I saw as the breakout type for Michael Gallup in Dallas. Um, Marcus Davenport was the next player I, I profiled, Edge rusher from the Saints, um, did not have the quickest start to his NFL career after the Saints traded up to get him in the 2018 draft. Uh, but he was coming from UTSA, so I think um, it's not surprising that it took him time to really become uh, you know, someone that was ready to win on a consistent level at the NFL level. Uh, because he just had to go from playing against lesser tackles in college to dealing with professional tackles on Sundays. But last season, he had a pass, pass rush win rate um, of almost 11%. And in T.J. Watt's second season um, in Pittsburgh, it was right around 6%. And he really didn't turn it on until the, down the stretch in his second season um, with the Steelers. So I think that season is coming, a T.J. Watt-type season for Marcus Davenport. Size, power, athleticism, Um I don't think he's a, a crazy athlete, but he's explosive, in meaning that he gets up the field in a hurry. Um, he's the size of Jadavian Clowney, uh, has pass rushing moves that he showed a lot in college. I was a big fan of him. He was a top 20 prospect for me coming out of UTSA in that 2018 class. So a TJ Watt type breakout for Marcus Davenport. Uh, and then I profiled Maurice Hurst, the Oak, or the Oakland Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders defensive tackle uh, who to me uh, is really going to be the next Grady Jarrett. And I think Jarrett is one of the most underrated defenders in all of football. That The Falcons defense as a whole has not been great the past couple seasons, but Grady Jarrett has earned that contract extension that he got. He's been outstanding since he was, I believe, a fifth-round pick uh, a few years ago. Small, penetrating, three-technique, very good run defender. I don't know if Hurst is there as a run defender yet, Um, But in terms of elite athleticism, uh, first-step quickness, and a loaded arsenal of pass rushing moves, we really saw him turn it on uh, down the stretch last season for the Raiders. After somewhat of a slow start in year two, um, P.J. Hall is gone, the team's second-round pick from a few years ago. Yes, there'll be Malik Collins next to him, someone who uh, defensive line coach Ron Marinelli certainly knows a lot about after their time together in Dallas with the Cowboys. And Collins had a very good season last year. But I think that's just going to help Maurice Hurst Find himself in more one on one situations um, this season. I think he's going to have a Grady Jarrett type year three for the Raiders. And the last one I profiled, Devin Singletary, uh, to me is going to be the next Kareem Hunt on the field. And anytime I tweeted that out, I had to say on the field because I figured someone on Twitter, on the internet, would assume that I was insinuating uh, that Devin Singletary was going to have off-field transgressions uh, or a off-field transgression like Kareem Hunt had that certainly was not the case Um, but you look at these two running backs and certainly Kareem Hunt hit the ground running as a feature back quicker than Devin Singletary did um, in 2017 he had 272 carries um, as a rookie led the league in rushing Singletary didn't have that volume as a rookie, but down the stretch, November, December, and in that playoff game, um, he was the feature back for Buffalo, and they in terms of efficiency, their uh, avoided tackles, their yards after contact. In college, Singletary was a little better than Hunt, um, but as rookies, they were almost identical. They're both four six guys. They're not going to be blazing down the field. Um, I do think Hunt has a little more juice to hit those bigger plays. Um, I think Singletary might be even a little bit more elusive, just hard to tackle, better contact balance, but they're both very, very similar running backs in those respects that um, Maybe physically you look at them and you see that they ran in the four sixes and aren't extreme athletes and you think like how is this guy a good running back then you just watch them play Uh, their vision their contact balance lateral agility just outstanding so I think look at what Kareem Hunt was doing in his NFL career leading the league in rushing as a rookie um, was well over four yards per carry in that second season before his off field incident led to his release from the Chiefs he was the best young back in the league. He, you know, came into this, the, the NFL the same year that Christian McCaffrey did. And in midway point of 2018, anyone would have said Kareem Hunt has a brighter future than Christian McCaffrey. That's certainly, you know, done a 180 at this point because Christian McCaffrey was outstanding last season um, in Carolina. But Kareem Hunt is one of the more talented natural runners in the league, and I think Devin Singletary um, is is bound to be looked at in the same light after this season in Buffalo. Uh, and then moving ahead, just to finish up, um, what I will have at CBSSports.com that all those articles again look on my archive, check my Twitter. Um, I, I have in depth um, comparisons and and just research and just my opinions on why i really viewed all those players as breakouts and picked those veterans that i think they're going to break out very similarly to that's all on cbssports.com but what's coming uh tomorrow i have an article ranking the rookie wide receivers by their 2020 impact so it's not just where i view them as prospects or um you know who's the most talented it's After we're now, you know, a week or so into training camp or maybe just a few days for some teams, um, some early buzz uh, about who is going to maybe be a starting wide receiver that was a mid-round pick or a full-time player. Uh, Is Henry Ruggs going to be, you know, supplanted by Brian Edwards, the third round selection in terms of playing time early in his career? I'm just going to rank them, yes, based on their talent, but then also let's look at their team situation the other receivers on the team the tight ends how often their team wants to throw the football uh, and just rank them by how I view their 2020 impact will be all right that'll do it for today I hope to keep doing these again um, as we get into the college football season and with a video element I'm actually in the middle of moving into a new house I will have my own office it's not going to be half office, half kids playroom. Um, So I'll I'll be able to close the door. I have some cameras um, and I want to record these with video hopefully. If not, um, I'll just continue to do these through my phone on Anchor. Thank you for listening. This was the return of the Prospect Podcast.